Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This week is not as exciting as next week will be, but that's because PlayStation told us of their event coming up next week. So anyway, we'll still do some news and stuff. Hello, Matt. Hello, Nate. What's up? This guy. This is the Gamers 2 Podcast for May 29th. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game interest. Interest. Video game industry. And anything else that may pique our interest. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. We'll get there someday. Yeah. We'll just keep... I, I like the idea that you just keep modifying like two words. Yeah, every time. Forever. Yeah. And then... Well, eventually, the idea is that people will, it'll be so automated that people will listen to like, you know, that they'll hear that this is, and then they'll immediately tune me out for like 15 Ah, seconds until I'm done. Just uh, condition them. Exactly. So then there'll be a point where like, I'm saying the opening and really it's just like a fucking gibberish of words. (laughs) Yeah. This is the ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba
Number three is Synaptic Drive on the Switch. A few few more Switch games here. Uh, Bioshock Collection has gone to Switch. The Borderlands Collection has gone to Switch, which does not include Borderlands 3. Uh, and XCOM 2, in all of its goodies, has gone to Switch. Mortal Kombat 11 got DLC. Moonlighter got DLC. A game called Fly Punch Boom came to PC and Switch. Polybridge 2 came to PC. Matt and I had fun with Polybridge 1 that you guys will never know about. And those who remain on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. A fun time for all. Switch coming in strong. Switch always coming in strong, especially in these times. With They're just like, who cares? Everybody can port everything over here, and we don't manage our market system. So who gives a shit? Folks show. So I can always call it more Switch games every week, but I don't. That's still a trimmed list. Let's uh, let's skip right to the new news headlines. The odds evens. Odds evens. Um, evens. <clears throat> I don't think there's a good. I I, I was just kind of glancing. Yeah, I don't think there is either. I'll I'll take evens. What did I take last week? Do you remember? I don't know. Have I taken evens twice now? I don't screw it. I'm taking evens. <clears throat> Somebody in the notes that remembers or cares to listen more to old episodes than I do, uh, let me know what I did. Mostly because I can't go listen to myself. I hate it. I hate every second of it. No one likes listening. To well, I don't want to say that. I like hearing my own voice when the I'm Greek talking. Mystique. <laughs> the Greek fucking mystique. Uh, I have... Google that one, folks. Yeah, Actually, I don't know what would come off if you Googled that. So Yeah, just Google baggage. Because you should... Baggage. <laughs> Watching baggage. When we get to what we've been watching, I'm 100% calling out John Boy for that because respect to John Boy and the, man, and the brand. For sure. Anyway. You know what? Brand doesn't get respect because it doesn't deserve it. Electronics, arts. Electronic <laughs> arts. Electronic arts, people. My tongue does not work. Anyways, Electronic Arts announced that it has officially renewed its partnership with the NFL and the NFL Players Association for multiple years. I'm assuming that's what that stands for. Ensuring that the publisher, quote, will continue to deliver the only authentic football simulation (laughs) game available to players around the world, end quote. It's been a long day for me. It has. Uh, It really has. (laughs) The Madden series won't be EA's only NFL games. Uh, the company said it will also bring the license to more genres, including new arcade style and mobile experiences. whoop de doo on the last two. Yeah, right. I, th- I think the important part is the quote discussing that this is the only simulation style game. So you're not going to get anything to rival Madden from anybody else. Just straight up. You're not going to get it. At least not licensed. And because it won't be licensed, nobody's going to play it. Hard, yeah. hard truth, unfortunately. The interesting thing when they say arcade style, everybody, I think, immediately goes NFL Street. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Because EA published NFL Street as well. So if they bring back NFL Street or something, that I'm pretty sure Blitz is past its time. I don't think Blitz survives in today's economy. So Blitz is probably out. But uh, like NFL Street or something like that, because we saw them do FIFA Street again this year, of putting, but they put it inside of FIFA. Yeah. I could see them breaking that out next year and doing FIFA Street on the side and also doing 
NFL Street on the side or something along those lines of a more arcadey type game. Or maybe something completely different. Maybe something that isn't in the NFL Street or the Blitz catalog of an arcade style game. I wonder if that's going to be a trend going forward. Uh, you know how like you we got Call of Duty Warzone and that was like free to play, but it was also kind of a part of the yeah. campaign and like well, see FIFA Streets. And, see, like, I don't think they would do it with Street though. I think they would do it with their Ultimate Team. Yeah, but can you imagine like if that's going to be the next thing going forward is where they take games and they come compartmentalize them so that you can like buy chunks essentially. Well, that's that's. If we were going to reach into our our next gen conversation come next week, that is a hundred percent something I am hopefully looking forward to when they do it because I've talked about it on this show about Call of Duty, where you're like, if I could only install Warzone, I would have it installed. Yeah, but because I have to install nineteen thousand other things, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Or if I could only install Warzone and the multiplayer, but not have the co op campaigns and the regular campaign, like dump those two, don't need them. Which. To be clear, it's totally feasible. It's, it's completely feasible. It's laziness on the other part, the other end. Yeah, I'm sure it's not as easy as as I want to make it seem of just press two buttons and call it a day. It might be press five buttons, but in either my way, mind, in my head canon, it is. Either way, it's do it's doable. <laughs> is my point. Yeah, it's 100 percent doable. The kick with. I'm still not get. I'm still these new mics. I'm still not used to it when I have to like move it around and I'm doing this and I just want to be like. <laughs> I mean, you can hold it I, if you want. No, to. I want to. I want to turn into Sinatra so bad. We could get the full body, like the full body, the the full stand mics. <laughs> oh, and we yeah. could walk around. And we like just walk around and just do Bon Jovi. And I can I only get a stick so I can do Freddie Mercury the entire time and just. I don't know. I'm gonna get to a a point where I'm gonna start just singing Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. And I did it my way. That'll be the whole thing. I'll just be—I'll be so bored. You'll, just, you'll see me walking around at the end of the podcast with this in my hand, just like I'll be doing old show tunes. Call me Jimmy Hollywood. Uh, that's a reference. The thing with the new—the new consoles and the, like the new storage way they're doing it—is I'm hoping we're going to get that because Call of Duty is a great example of it. But also, uh, sports games could benefit to an extent. A little bit weirder there because a lot of their assets are just used. There aren't specific assets necessarily like broken apart that way. Mm-hmm. Like a player is the same except for like the ultimate team. Their card might be different, but their player model is usually the same across all game modes. So it, you know, that really wouldn't necessarily be a great benefit, but for games that have multiplayer PVP type things, why not just allow me to only install that part? Like maybe I don't want to play the single player who, you know, things, things like that. Things. Uh, it, going back to them owning the NFL license, it's, it's good and bad. It, it does mean that there is no competition to Madden as a simulation, which is sad in a way. Uh, but it, Good deal, like, I'm sure financially, because Madden makes tons of money and it's, like, the best football game. But also, there's nothing to compete against it to push it to be better. Realistically, we probably wouldn't get a good game that would compete against it for a long time. And, like, uh, no, you run, run into the NBA Live problem. You, yeah, the game, whatever, a theoretical competitor would need several years to refine that that formula. Right. 
And in our the current economy, in the way that games have been the past couple of years and everything, like no one's going to do that. No, because you'd have to put too, you, like you're saying, you'd have to put too much money in maybe three projects, like three shots at it to refine yourself. And then your fourth one would be your one where you could start like competing. Mm-hmm. Even Pro Evolution Soccer still exists against FIFA. And they're different enough in a way, but Pro Evolution Soccer only has certain licensing. And it's a interesting thing where those two games play differently and do different things, but I don't think you're going to get the Madden version of, of PES. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see something like that, but going back to your broken out part for these, I wonder if they're doing studies to see how much money, and that's what 100% this mobile thing will be mobile ultimate team. There's no doubt in my mind. That probably, I think, already exists too, but I have no doubt in my mind it's just more of that. Uh, but the I wonder if they're doing studies to see how much money they could make if they gave Ultimate Team away for free. If they're like, we locked out the rest of the game from you unless you buy it, but we'll give you Ultimate Team for free. Yeah. You can still buy the battle. They'll come up with a battle pass for it, so you can buy the battle pass. You can buy, you know, or whatever, whatever they want to call the battle pass for a sports game. Obviously, it's not battle pass. Who knows? a season ticket, whatever they want to call it. So you could buy that. And then obviously they have all the microtransactions in from packs. And we know how much those microtransactions, what was it? Four million billion. It was uh, a stupid amount of money. I don't remember, but it was, a it was a 4 million or billion. There's a zero difference there of how much money they made just on microtransactions alone. I'm going to stop squeaking my chair. I'm sorry. Uh, So if they could just break that out, and technically put it in more people's hands, would they make more money because people aren't upset that they didn't have to spend the 60 on for that part? Because a lot of people only play that part. I wonder if I wonder if there is some type of way that they could like without just sending out a survey and hoping that the answers were what you wanted, that they could actually like test that part. I bet they'd make more money. Or it'd be a wash and they'd make more money eventually. Yeah, I think they would probably be able to make more money eventually. But when they, a lot of it is, you see now, like even with the show, and I play a ton of the Diamond Dynasty, which is their ultimate team. They both do it great because I play uh, FIFA or Madden on, on PC. Just, and I don't have to pay for an online service there, which is the nice part. But the show, I don't play anybody online. And I still have access to almost everything they do. Mm-hmm. and all the cards and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely doable and still have people just live in that ecosystem. Too many people buy packs, so I'm sure you're not going to ever hurt for money. But it's EA, so. Yep, we'll see. But yeah, that, to your point of like the street thing, I could see them saying like it's FIFA and FIFA Street and Ultimate Team is free. You're paying for the other two modes. If they saw enough success with this year's street version. Yeah. Which I don't know what their responses were, but we're, what is it? It's May. This will probably be June when you're listening. So one, two, three. We're like three months from a FIFA. Right? No. Four. Well, I, depending on how you want to view months, we're four months from a FIFA, assuming it launches in mid to late September like it usually does. Number two. Microsoft is, and I got that entire conversation on the FIFA. Uh, Madden will be out in August, usually, like <laughs> the 
They're all the fucking same. Like second week of August, usually. They're all the same. You just take one sport out, replace it with the other one. Yeah, it's usually August is Madden, September is soccer, uh, October is football manager, sometimes November, depending on how bad they are about it. Uh, October usually also has basketball in it and hockey and no WWE this year. So there's your sports lineup coming up. Number two, Microsoft is planning to automatically add HDR support to games played on its upcoming Xbox Series X console. Microsoft is also doing some work to improve some games from a 30 FPS locked frame rate to 60 FPS or from 60 FPS to 120 FPS. Alongside these game improvements, Microsoft is also revealing that its quick resume feature for the Xbox Series X can be enabled on existing backwards com- backward compatible titles. Microsoft also says games will run without needing a boost mode and there is no down clocking involved. I'm realizing now that you're reading it out loud, it doesn't make it explicitly clear that we're talking about non-Series X games. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask for some explanation on a few things. Yeah. So let me. Uh, So they're going to add HDR support. We're discussing games played on its upcoming Series X console. So do we mean backwards games? Backwards games. Okay. All the way back. All the way back. So Xbox. Yes. Xbox original, some will get. I'm assuming it's not all. I'm sh- I'm sure their goal is to eventually be all. Yeah, and from what I read and their explanation of it is, it's t- intended to be, uh, completely automatic inside the console and require no work from the developer. Oh, okay. So, so on render or on console renders or yeah on server renders to push to your console to mm-hmm. even though From, even though they'll not mention the server part. Yeah, which that's the interesting part because they 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 don't. They make it sound like it's completely on console emulator style. Yeah, well it's on well here's the thing is it would be on console emulator style, but I doubt it would be able to do it at live time. So you would probably have to do the patch of sorts of like, hey, upgrade this and then let it go through all its files and do it. And then, or am I wrong? Well, I think you're right, but normally, I think you're right based on current consoles, but I think the idea with this is it leverages the whole SSD thing to where it's going to... It can leverage the SSD thing, but it won't... Yeah. It can leverage it, but that won't solve the problem inherently. Mm -hmm. That will help it immensely, but it won't be able to... I think, I'm not a tech wizard, just a small enthusiast. I don't think it'll be able to handle, like, certain things. If it's if it's a Mafia 2 remastered situation, yeah, it'll look great because it's the original fucking game just running on a new console. Mm-hmm. That bugs me so much, but it's not even, there's nothing in it that's, ooh, up-res. Like, yeah. no, none of it is. So they could do that and be like, it's up res and be like, well, no, but if they're actually like retexturing everything, that's where it's like, how far, how far are they, are my, they going for us to expect? I yeah, guess. that's, I, that's a good point. I think my idea of it, the way I envision it is it's essentially like an algorithm, like, you know, Apple and Google's photo, their cameras, like they're looking at the game using machine learning and algorithms to right. be like. Let's apply this. And that's where I'm not positive that it would do it necessarily exactly in real time. 
and it might need like a minute of just mm-hmm. like once you see it, it'll fix itself. And then next time you look at it, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But you'll see that like semi split second kind of like delay as it relearns. Uh, moving on to the next statement where it said it'll do work to improve some games from 30 to 60 and 60 to 120. I'm not so concerned with them doing that on old games. I mean, 60 should just be your your baseline anyway of moving to 60. But we spoke two weeks ago that they're going to be running 4K at 30. Yeah. We'll fix that part. Run 4K at 60 and I'm I'm okay with you. I'm curious how this will work. This is the one that I don't think and also, will work well. And also it doesn't discuss what resolution they're discussing. Well, I'm assuming it's... If they're just like, we increased the frames, but it's 900 by 700. Like, wait, what? That doesn't correlate. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that, but it'll be interesting. Like, I don't think that will work as well as some of the other stuff they're suggesting because, as you know, some of these older games have game engines that rely on... Yeah, and on as we know... A locked frame, right? And what was the problem with Bethesda at a certain point, whereas if you had... At least it was on PC because consoles you could lock. If you had a higher... If you could get more frames, you could run faster. Yeah. Because that's how the creation engine translated things and it's like ooh, let's not do that like higher frames could 100% break but in like inadvertently but I'm sure that's why they're going to be like we're working on doing it from some games so yeah. they're probably testing it and seeing what happens and mm-hmm. uh, uh, the revealing also revealing that it's quick resume feature for the Xbox Series X can be enabled on existing backward compatible titles it's funny that it says that it can be enabled on them and that it's not just active all the time because I would have assumed that it was treating that as its own app, like that game as an app. Now, if they take the NES or the, the Switch route and they say, hey, there's the collection of the old games, the collection of the old games is its app. So when you go into that app is when you see all the games and then can pick from there, Mm -hmm. which would make sense for where you can't resume, even though they have little save states. But then again, we're talking about NES games that are 10 megabytes, maybe. That's a good that's that's a good point that I didn't really think about, because like they I mean, they reiterated what uh, quick resume was that was called. Yeah, they reiterated that quick resume was the ability to. What the defining point of it is, you can have it working with multiple games at one time. Right. That so, was the whole thing was, what was they say? Like five or something? Yeah, I think five was the number they threw out. And I think it was games and like apps. Games and apps was mm-hmm. the idea of like, hey, you wanted to play three games all at the same time, not specifically the same time. But you're like, all right, cool. I'm bored in Assassin's Creed Valhalla for the moment, but I don't want to move where I am. I'll just pause that game, switch over to the already running uh, Forza game and start driving around in there. Oh, I'm kind of bored there. I'll pause that. Let me go do some stuff in dungeons and then easily be able to swap out a dungeon and go right back to where you were in Assassin's Creed and nothing looks different. And then, hey, I was watching Hulu at the same time. So you flip over to Hulu. Yeah. Like, they're, they're supposed to be all those. So that's why I don't know what, how they're necessarily implementing it to be a different app. Like if they're just treating it all as the same tiles, same apps, why wouldn't you just be able to say, yes, that is that is that. The, yeah. other, the other part in the very last sentence, which is funny just going back on what we've heard before, where they say that uh, Microsoft is also says the games will run without needing a boost mode and there's no downclocking involved. Yes, because based on your hardware specs you dropped, they are fixed. 
Yeah. There is no boost on a fixed thing, mm. and there is no downclocking on a fixed thing. I read this as alluding to it being an emulator, a software emulator. Which is how I read that as well. But it's just funny when they say, it's not going to need to boost, so you're not going to hear the fans turn on. And mm-hmm. also, it's not going to have to downclock because it's running slower or anything. It's like, yeah, no, you said it was fixed hardware, so there's no changing of the hardware at all. So, yes, you should only be software emulating where it will take and modify its own configuration and then launch the game inside of itself. Yeah. What was interesting about this was this all came from some, like, Microsoft project manager who's working on this specific thing. Okay. And it almost read like and felt like it wasn't necessarily – there was no marketing filter. I was going to say, is this the part where a person that talk, talked to the press that shouldn't have talked to the press? That one. Yeah. So and, like, now, and now Microsoft's like, oh, son of a... I thought we talked with our employees about not doing this. And then, yeah, like it, it was kind of weird. Like something was... It, it was a weird exchange. Hey, I'm all down for knowing more though. And yeah. it's better than the last time that this was a... Not specifically for Microsoft, but I don't know if you remember the last person that wasn't PR that talked to reporters that made an entire nightmare of a mess i don't remember who it was was it ubisoft i don't remember if it was them or if it was there was an ubisoft one because it was in forums it was a forum post with devs i think it was ubisoft maybe there was one where some like artist or something or talked with people that they weren't supposed to talk with and just leaked stuff and they're like you can't do that they had just gotten so excited and just kept talking. Same thing happens with voice actors sometimes, like new voice actors. Yeah. And they're like, you would not believe what I'm doing on the new Splinter Cell. And they're like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm Sam Fisher, and I have to do this. And they're like, holy shit, there's a new Splinter Cell game? And they're just starting to write. <laughs> and the person's like, yeah, 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 you wouldn't believe it. You go to like this place, and you do this thing, and it's like, stop talking. They're getting smarter, though. Yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, I don't. I you know, I prefer secrets to an extent. I like being able to walk into a game and not know everything about it. I do like knowing that a game might be on the way. Yeah, like if I found out in September that Cyberpunk was coming out in September, I I would lose my mind. I do love those, like the GTA Five thing. That was like pretty. GTA Five was pretty quick. I mean, Fallout Four. People can shit on it all at once. They announced it in June. It launched in October or whatever yeah, it was. It, it was, was fairly quick. It was, it was which is boom, good. boom, and it was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And it was still one of, at least for me, I'm sure it's on your list too of like favorite gaming nights ever was oh, our, yeah. our launch night of of all sitting around playing that. But it's like those cool, hey, games coming out, boom, here it is. Yeah, but that's a delay conversation. We don't need to have that. Mm-hmm. And shareholders, gross. take a sip of that before yeah. you read, or while you read. Thank you. Uh, number three, the streaming exclusivity wars continue to escalate after Twitch signed multi-year deals with three of its biggest content creators. Uh, I don't think we hear about their real names. Uh, Summit 1G, Dakotas. I don't know who that is. Uh, his name's Brett Hoffman. Yep. <laughs> and Josh OG has each agreed to content and partnership agreements with the video streaming platform. The deals reportedly feature arrangements beyond streaming, according to the creator's management firm, Loaded. No further details were disclosed, however. So we know nothing other than that they're on Twitch for years. Yeah, and when it says, like, 
of ranges beyond streaming. I'm sure it's like appearances at TwitchCon or merch things or mm-hmm. whatever, like typical, yeah, t- typical brand related things, hosting not, tournaments, yeah, all that. Jazz, not, not breaking, starring in commercials, not breaking terms of service. Yeah, <laughs> all the stuff you're sworn to as a contract. Uh, I mean, cool for them. It's it's always funny. Like those guys have. I've, it's it's for Twitch specifically. It's an interesting one because it's always such weird received news because you have people that have already been on Twitch for years and they're like, and they're staying on Twitch. And it's like to, to people that aren't involved or like mm-hmm. aren't directly in that ecosystem. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. You've been here forever. I don't get it. It's like, no, no, no. They signed now an exclusivity deal. So they're not leaving anytime, even if they got a better offer somewhere. Yeah. Which we have seen happen. S- streaming, man. It's come such a long way in such a short amount of time, and it's in such a weird... It's so weird. It's still weird. It's in a weird place. Yeah, it's still one of those... Um, shooting through its puberty? Puberty? Yeah, yeah. Kind That's of. a good way of putting it, because like, it's still it's, like... It's in its adolescence of... It hasn't fully understood what it is yet. Yeah. It doesn't have the like corporate bloat that YouTube does quite yet. Right. It's getting there. I mean, it's got the corporate bloat to an extent, but it doesn't have the... It's still running around with no rules and it's arrogancy. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. I'm streaming. I'm the best thing that there is. Woo! You can't stop me, 18-year-old man. What are you going to do? And it's just like... <laughs> it would... Okay, child. Shush. Please stop. But at the same time, it's like, that child makes more money than any of us. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's that new money. That new, new. That good, good. Uh, number four. Ooh, I get a short one. Blizzard Entertainment has canceled its annual gaming convention, BlizzCon 2020, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Nate, are you surprised? Answer, no. Boo. Boo. It, it doesn't surprise me at all. I could see them. This is the, this is the weird part. I could see them canceling it and also not canceling it. So, yes, it's canceled. But I could also see them immediately pivoting and going like, we can still do digital roundtables of, like, have the WoW devs all just in a Zoom call and yeah, talk. Yeah, because do you or, not have phones? Yeah. Yeah, don't you, don't you guys all have phones? We can all just watch on phones. Um, God, that meme is never going to die from Never going away. <laughs> what stupid, stupid remarks you could make. Um, At the same time... But they could no, just, Blizz, no BlizzCon might be a good thing for them. It honestly might be the best thing they could do is just not have it anyway. Uh, it, <laughs> I have I have like a weird three-way bet with when Shadowlands releases mm-hmm. with uh, two of our friends. Because one, one pegs uh, November, one says September, I think. And I believe I have October. And it... Or somebody might have said December. And I think I have October. But it was just like a whole... It's a whole guess, and I have my reasons they have theirs, and it's, it's a fun time. We don't have anything on it yet, but mm-hmm. those are the guesses. And they're like, well, what if they don't do BlizzCon? And I'm like... They're not going to do BlizzCon. I, I'm like, I don't think they're going to do it, but if they don't do it, either way, Blizzard doesn't do a drop in the middle of BlizzCon. Like, and it's out now. Like, no, They're, they're not going to do that for a while because all of that team that's there needs to go maintain the servers when 12 million people go, I want to play. But uh, it's going to be – they could just pivot to a digital entire thing. Their gift bags were already digital anyway, so that's not a problem. Mm. The You could just get the virtual ticket to hang out with – not hang out with, but you could still have 
a WoW discussion, a Diablo discussion, a Hearthstone discussion. Like those dev teams could still have their Zoom calls and still kind of maybe like answer things from chat that were filtered by some type of moderator in a Zoom call. Uh, so there's still possibilities to do stuff like that. And they could still drop like trailers around that time. But BlizzCon as as a people showing up and doing the tournaments and all that stuff probably won't exist or sorry, according to this does not exist this year. They can still, they've still been doing wow arena and the mythic invitational stuff on the weekends by doing it all remotely. The casters are all at their houses watching on the, on the tournament realms and all the players are at their tournament houses playing there and stuff like that. So it's all, it's all still possible to do a lot of things that they normally did just without any of the interaction and maybe not all of them, but to a scaled back degree, they could still have some type of press three days of press week type thing around then. When's BlizzCon normally happen? Uh, first weekend in November. Okay. So they still have time to announce a digital. If they, if they so chose or some type of like, Hey, tune in on November 8th for the, Diablo panel and check out our new cinematic for Diablo 4. Like something like that. Yeah. Could see that happening. It's all entirely possible. Diablo 4. Looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah, I want to hear more about it too because it hmm, should be out next year. We'll see. There's They have said nothing on a date, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it late next year. The, their fall window of next year when wow is already run its one year course and people are like i need something to play and they drop diablo on them they're like never mind makes sense shall we move on yeah i read a short one and then made it way longer than it should have been welcome to this podcast <laughs> okay. a new collection of samurai showdown games is coming out in a couple of weeks No, you're fine. I just did not expect that to be the story. I didn't read ahead. I don't. I don't. So you're like Samurai Showdown, and I'm like, I fucking have no idea what that is. Yeah, me either. Yeah, barrel scraping bottom. Yeah, that's what we call this. And I was not a Neo Geo kid, so Uh, Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection will be released on Steam on June 18th and PS4 and Switch on July 28th for forty doll hairs. But you'll be able to get it first on the Epic Game Store on June 11th. And it'll be completely free for a week. Good. That's the free part is more or less. The free part's the the important yeah, thing. Why it's on here. I also really hope I'm not echoing. Oh, is that is that it's on. It doesn't look like it. No, I don't think so. And I don't dare pull that out because that'll make a very loud feedback noise. It would. You could just turn the volume all the way down. Is that the big bottom knob? Yep. Yep. There. There it is. I don't think anything was happening, but just in case it was, I didn't I didn't think about that before. And then I glanced down at the thing and I was like, oh, there's three cords plugged in. I normally unplug one of those. <laughs> I turned around. And I was like, oh, I did move it away. All right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a Samurai Showdown person, but uh, interesting and cool that you'll be able to get it first on the uh, Epic Game Store June 11th and free for a week. Free. Always go claim things. Free dollars. Whenever I tell you things are free fitty, you go get them because it's free. The fitties for you. <laughs> Number six. Microsoft. Oh, I got another Microsoft 3. What am I, the Microsoft sellout kid? 
Microsoft, Blizzard, Microsoft. Okay, yeah, that makes sense for me, basically, I guess. Microsoft has a new way for parents and guardians to manage how their children spend their gaming time called the Xbox Family Settings app. Using the app, parents can create child accounts, set limits on screen time on a per-day basis, oh boy, filter content based on their child's age, and view daily and weekly activity reports on how their children are spending their gaming time. They can also adjust who their children can communicate with, along with the option to limit this to friends only, for example. In the case of Minecraft, Microsoft has included an option for parents to toggle online play with friends on or off, and it says it may add similar functionality for more games in the future. Many of these controls aren't new, but the app is a more convenient way to manage playtime compared to having to log in to Microsoft's web portal. Goddamn man trying to keep us down. You're trying to take my games. I'm but a small child trying to play Minecraft with my friends. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I mean, good. There's all sorts of oppression in this world. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I, I saw the opportunity and I was just like, I gotta go for it. Yeah, I saw it too and I went and I'm not going there. <laughs> because the juxtaposition isn't even close. The uh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> the things we say Microsoft the, uh, loves those like parental controls and stuff they they're love like the, heavy into them they love them but it's also what makes them more I mean the joke was right like Microsoft is the child's console like before back at like 360 time Microsoft the child's console PlayStation's the adult one blah 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 but Microsoft once again going forward as I've been saying for the last year has been putting themselves in positions going into the new console with features and everything that make them very attractive to a family. Hint, hint. Uh, this also works not 100%, but it also partially works on PC. Right, because it would work with the Xbox game app that's on there and stuff like yeah. that. So if they were doing that, but it won't cover Steam and Uplay and Origin. and I don't know. I didn't uh, look into that. And but... GOG and... I wonder if they and could, the other though, 19 other launchers. I wonder if they could to a certain extent because of Windows, like if they could do some fancy schmancy. Well, then you would just have parent, you, you just have parent uh there's parental controls on Windows. Yes, but convenient app. <laughs> everything on if you talk to Microsoft, everything on their damn OS is an app anyway. Literally, they got rid of they, If you right-click on your... So, fun fact, if you ever need a shortcut to administrative things, in the bottom left where your start menu is, instead of left-clicking on that and typing in the control panel, you can just right-click, and it brings up a mini menu, and it no longer says programs and features. It says apps and features, because they're like, yo, we don't have programs anymore. Everything's an app now. That's like, oh, God. Getting you, hip with the You hip with young the kids. Uh, but it's it's one of those where it, it lends itself well to families that either... Are, are new coming into the consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I have a nine-year-old, wants to play games, blah, blah, blah. All his friends are on, are on one console or the other, you know, thoughts, blah, 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 blah. And from Matt and I's retail backgrounds of being able to sell things to people, we could at least explain this and make you an informed consumer. And I think if you brought up both, like, yes, you can do parental and child accounts on PlayStation still and stuff like that. But this is probably the more full-fledged option if you were somebody that wanted to monitor what your kids are doing. So it's just one of those where it just makes it a little bit easier for 
maybe non-tech, non-gaming inclined parents to be able to grasp. If that, if you have any of those vile, repulsive germ factories running around, oh yeah, children, heathens. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I mean, I'm not going to use it for myself, but you know. <laughs> you imagine somebody having to put like that's I need a child account cuz I need to limit myself. And then they do an adult password and completely forget it immediately. This is like something Samantha would do to like keep me in <laughs> in check. Yeah. No more SnowRunner for you. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, ha, 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 you don't have internet anymore. Yank the router. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two can play this game. Number seven. The annual Pokemon Go Fest will be held online from July 25th to July 26th this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. This marks the first time the Pokemon Go Fest attendees will be allowed to attend both days of the event. Previously, players could only attend one out of the two days. I do not remember that being a thing. The whole one I, out of two days. Thing. I don't remember that either, but also, other than us discussing like the problems that happened the first time. Yeah. Or like whatever the, the exclusive raid was. Yeah, and the attempts and everything after that. I don't think either of us went, went huh, what do tickets cost and how, how, how could we get there? Like, not, neither one of us looked into it. Yeah. Uh, with the event going virtual this year, Niantic plans to increase the number of tickets available, though Niantic has not yet detailed exactly what the two-day festival will include. It notes, quote, new experiences, gameplay, and surprises, end quote, will be included. Surprises. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. And I'm sure probably going forward, it's just going to be a digital event. 
I think they'll still like the idea of getting people together. Uh, but that all depends on what our, our world state becomes type of thing. Um, it is... Have you ever seen 1984? <laughs> Speaking of our world state, Big Brother <laughs> refuses to allow you to have Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, I meant like pandemic-wise, but I understand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's definitely... It'll be interesting to see how the digital one is is handled. And then it'll be a, maybe they run two, maybe they run one where it's like, Hey, if you want to afford it and you all can come hang out, cool, come hang out. Also, we're going to run another one first. Like if you didn't get to this one, cool, we're just gonna have a digital one as well. So that way you guys can still participate or they do both where they're like, Hey, there is the live show. You guys can all come hang out and kind of do a cool thing. And we'll have like event exclusives here, but everybody can participate in like the raids and stuff from home type thing. Unless you're mean, you don't live next to a fucking gym. Number eight. <laughs> XR Space. Sure. Okay. Or Xer Space. I like XR Space. XR Space, a VR hardware and software company, has revealed a new VR headset and platform. The $599 headset called Mova features mobile 5G and two front-mounted cameras, which is which supposedly enable hand-tracking input. Manova. What? Matt. Yeah. Manova. Or Mova. Are they two different things? Yes. Okay, sorry. Manova, meanwhile, is a VR social platform which aims to be a place, quote, where people can be together, experience everyday social situations without the limits of distance, end quote. XR Space is headed by HTC co-founder Peter Chu. Ciao. I don't know. And he stated, quote, the singular goal of XR space is to take XR to the masses by redefining how people connect, socialize, and collaborate by simplifying the hardware and user experience, end quote. It's 2020 and we just got a new VR headset. Another one. We yeah. got actually another one as well. That's true because we did, yeah. Today or yesterday. What? Fucking HP released their second gen oh, okay. VR headset. Yeah, it's just an, it's an interesting uh, thing of more more VR headsets. Oh, there's another one that came out that's like a business orientated one that was from CES from the past like two years, and that okay. one's like that is like a VR headset on steroids. Oh, of it's course like it you know the. But also, it's like five thousand dollars. Two grand. You put on a full haptic suit, and yeah, you can feel when your coworker next to you pokes you to wake you back mm-hmm. up. We, I've noticed like this pendulum swing where like we'll get cheap VR headsets, and then, and then we'll get like really expensive VR headsets. Yeah, and then, you know, like it's just going back and forth. And it's uh, it's interesting that there's still so many more VR headsets coming out when mm-hmm. there there still is the tech like. Half-Life Alex is, is still the best example of the best technology we've seen for it mm-hmm. in terms of like really leveraging the controls plus everything else. Like Super Hot's a great VR game, and I'll stand yeah. by that till I die. But the controls for it, like the controllers, mm-hmm. while good, aren't like leveraging a VR tech. You're still just kind of like reaching and pressing a button, and then that's that's really it yeah. you need to do. Where like Half-Life Alex, you're like Oh, you can haptically just close one finger at a time. Like mm-hmm. it, it was weird. 
I, ca- I constantly had like one finger close. I don't remember which one it was. It's bizarre because like the tools for VR have definitely, I don't want to say I have outstripped the games that are being developed, but like I constantly see things on Reddit of people who've like, look at this thing I made in VR. And like the w- most recent one I saw was someone who had, I don't know what they were working on, some sort of tech demo, but they had your hand models in the game that represented your controllers, obviously. Was it the health and... In the health and mana? Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Like... I was like, it's brilliant, but also I would be so, like, at a certain point, just staring at my hands. Yeah, you're like, just like, look at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much health do I have left? Left hand. Not much. Got it. <laughs> Can I cast a spell? Right hand. And a little bit as it regens... Okay, there we go. Fireball. <laughs> like... It it was it definitely was a cool like techie thing, but it was yeah. like, I don't know how you apply that into yeah. The, that's into the game. like I see a lot of that stuff where it's yeah. like that's a cool idea, but like how do you and how other you make a other game than Alex and say driving mm-hmm. or um, there's, super hot? There's I still think the the prime application of VR is in game. Yeah, I think it's sports and entertainment type things where they can just drop you in a stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, there, we we stuck a camera over in one of the section in section two thirty two that's close, so you can still see yeah. the action. And it's a three sixty camera, so it's like, there's another pay thing X amount and watch that. I want to try out uh, another thing. I want us to try out, and I'm not sure, but people have been raving online about it, like the, watching three D movies on VR. That'd be interesting. Um, also, might I'm going to sit sit down while I watch because yeah, I don't need to dodge the spear getting thrown at me. And the the other thing I want to mention real quick, which I think is kind of a detriment to the VR uh, industry, is what people were originally afraid of when Facebook bought Oculus. Um, so the Oculus has their own store now, Oculus Store. And a lot of interesting games have been coming out on the Oculus Store, but because they're exclusive to the Oculus ecosystem, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have Oculus, you can't play. Exactly. Uh, it's a complete side comment, but I'm like jealous of your hair the more I look at it versus mine. It's getting real long. Yours is getting real long. Like mine, mine's not as long as yours, but like yours is long and also still looks like put like coming around mm-hmm. here and like this, this needs to just go. This is like, yeah. this is a joke, but you, you look, you know, put together. The back looks good. This does not look good on me. I can tell because I can feel it. But like yours almost is you're starting, the, to do the, um, you're starting to do the flow back part and everything. Is. And it's starting to look good. Yours is in the awkward stage still that I was in like two weeks ago. Yeah. This is like last week was the first time that I, I like, I washed my hair and you know how it is when you normally wash your hair. It's terrible. You know what I, you know what I speak of. Oh yeah. It's I, all in my eyes and shit. I washed my hair. It was fluffy and everything. Yep. And yep. like I put lotion on my hands and my go-to routine with that is so when we wash our hair, this is getting way off topic. <laughs> I don't know. fucking care. <laughs> when we wa- when we wash our hair, like and I think it's a guy thing in general, or if you're a girl with short hair, um, it gets really light and feathery. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it's un. It's I want to say it's uncontrollable, but it's it's basically it's doing its own thing. Mine's uncontrollable it's, unless I put like a little bit more water back in it or something yeah. to tame it. Otherwise, exactly. it does whatever it wants. So what I do is I usually put some lotion on my hands and I rub lotion as my hands. And when my hands are still a little greasy, I'll run them through my uh, hair and it adds just little. enough little bit of like you know oil in there to like kind of get the from being all crazy. Right. 
So I, I washed my hair. I did that. And it was just like this wonderful, like thing going on. It was all just like floofing out in the back and everything. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, this is <laughs> happening. This is a thing. So You're like, now this, this works. I understand what I'm doing. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, uh, fun. And now all the barbershops are opening. So I have a million people who are like, are you going to get your hair cut? Are you going to get your hair cut? Are you going to get your hair cut? And I keep saying, nope, it's a thing now. Nope, it's a thing now. That's literally <laughs> my answer. I'm like, nope, it's a thing now. Like, I might need to get it just like touched up or something, but I I think I 100% am going to try to leave as much of this as I can mm-hmm. and do what we were talking about. I've yeah. just let this run, but go back to my shave or just shave this whole thing and let this just kind of do what it wants. Yeah. The trick, like, the trimming of the neck hair is really the clutch thing. Like yeah. that's what's the only reason why I've been able to keep this going is because I've been like routinely cutting that down. Yeah. So I need to just get this, like this part doesn't bother me. The top of my head doesn't bother me. It's the side that always bothers me. Mm-hmm. So it's like when this gets all trimmed back up, I don't care how the top, how long this top is. Yeah. Cause I can easily just do, I love doing this. I do this all day, all day, every day. Yep. Just run my fingers back through my hair, especially when I'm frustrated with somebody. What's going to kill me is the heat. Yes. Uh, it's i'm feeling it and that's where i think i can i can escape that with a side trim mm-hmm. i can have you that as my event and this is like yeah. my I'll, t- I'll deal with it part the other nice thing i've noticed too is um it's long enough now to where it doesn't it's not impacted by me wearing a hat so i can wear a hat for a couple hours then take the hat off and my hair still looks basically the same yeah mine's so. not impacted the way that i wear my hats of like the with the backwards mm-hmm. doesn't bother it yeah little hair update for it'll everyone. it'll bother it if i wear it like hey i just got out of the shower throw a hat on i gotta leave mm-hmm. then my hair's fucked because yeah. at that point it's been affected but if i let it sit for a while like it is now and just do this i can throw a hat on and then take it back off. it'll be fine yeah in fact that happened tonight so anyway yeah welcome to the hair update hair update quarantine hair update back to the news yep uh the back, latest back to you matt <laughs> The latest issue of the official PlayStation Magazine UK confirmed that uh, this is an Assassin's Creed uh, topic, by the way. Um, oh, <laughs> thanks for the trigger warning. That the Raven Sinan, I don't know, did we agree on whatever, Sinan, whatever, who will accompany Eivor during the game will be able to locate monasteries that can be plundered. The game is also going to feature Roman and Celtic, Celtic, however you want to say that, ruins and monuments, as well as some Neolithic tribes. The magazine also revealed some new details on the settlement. Uh, The location of the settlement is decided by a very specific narrative reason, and its storylines will be constantly evolving and overlapping, eventually forcing players to make some tough choices, um, tough decisions, or however. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is also going to bridge the gap between the Assassins and the Hidden Ones and the Templars and the Order of the Ancients. Uh, So we'll finally learn how the two groups evolved into the factions we have come to know since the original Assassin's Creed. What? What? That end sentence. Just, my mind just... Alright, so here, we're going to finally get to Valhalla and we're going to figure out how these... 27 factions have all existed. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking the... uh, I'm trying to be positive about this story. So I am interpreting it as them being like, oh, we're going to clean up the storyline a little bit. Um, I like the idea. That's what I'm hopeful of. Am I... I Realistically, I don't believe that's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, here's, Here's the part that actually upsets me more. Potentially. Yeah. 
Because, well, you know, we'll take the positive angle, right? Mm-hmm. The word settlement is a singular settlement. There is not plural in that statement. I did notice that. So, you have your settlement. You have your place where Preston Garvey hangs out. <laughs> that is your place. That's it. Yeah. What I now then want is when they mention all these other places that you go and liberate them and they are just passive resource income to your place. You don't ever have to, after you liberate it and it, you know, you're like, Hey, you guys should join up with us. We have a place over here and they're like, cool, we'll do this. And then we'll ship over three goats every week or something. It's like, all right, cool. That makes sense. That's fine. Don't make me ever come back here. I need to give you beds because I'll lose my damn mind. So the way that reads to me is like, Hey, you got one big settlement and then you can go get these other resource chains. Cool. That's fine. That's okay. I'm good with that. Don't make it fall out for. Yeah, that's dangerous. Because I will rage. If I get to the first settlement, because you know I'm going to play the game. It's 100% going to happen. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm going to ignore everything that happens for the two months that I don't play it before I play it. And it's going to go, cool, first settlement. Hey, this is mine. Cool, big place. Hey, Preston Garvey, what's up? Whoever it's going to be, I don't care. He, he is forever Preston Garvey. He's like, hey, a settlement needs your help. We found them 100 meters away, you know, down the river or something. Okay, cool. Let's go get them. Let's go bring them to our side of the fight. We'll go liberate them. You go down there, you liberate them. And then they're like, I need a power generator and three beds and we're not happy and we need food. And I'm just like, I don't have time for your shit. (laughs) Figure it out. Uh, If you ever get attacked again, I'm not coming back. I'll see you later. I got things to do. You're not my problem. My problem is with Odin and him being with me and me killing people. Not this. We shall see. We shall see. Let's move to number 10 then. Uh, the state of play for The Last of Us Part 2 is out. Like 23 minutes long if you want to go take a look. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah. Anything you want to comment on on that? I mean, it was. I, I felt it was pretty... Like what you'd expect from Naughty Dog, Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you've played Last of Us and you're like, man, what would Part 2 of that look like? You saw it. Yeah. that's It's more Last of Us, which isn't a bad thing, but it's just like there's more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mechanics they added make sense. More hiding, more stealth type things or whatever. Uh, I'm hoping that, like I told you, I get to abuse in some way some type of ammo creation. Because I, I don't want to necessarily go in guns blazing with 30 rounds and just blowing everybody up. But running with only three shots of everything, including my bow, I'm like, I if I miss one shot, I'm going to be so... I'm just going to get pissed. I'm going to get angry. Yeah. And then it's going to make me fail that. I'm going to have to... I'll get to the part where I'm like, that's it. I'm angry. And pause. Yeah. I will talk to you later. I need to go pe- beat some people in the show. I'm going to go play that. And just go do that or something. Or go, do, go play WoW. Like, I'll need a a palate cleanser before I am willing to put myself back in the mindset from maybe I'm not remembering the last of us as well as I should, but it definitely seems like what we saw, they were way more restrictive with ammo than the original. Uh, From what we saw. Yeah. I mean, not just ammo, but even crafting materials, it seemed more restrictive, Mm -hmm. but then again, Uh, they weren't picking up, but they weren't picking up everything. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't doing exactly (laughs) what we would do where it's like, all right, there's 10 guys in this area. Cool. All 10 are dead. I am now going to spend the next more. I'm going to spend double the amount of time it took me to kill them to search every nook and cranny for every piece of duct tape that I can (laughs) find. (laughs) It's Uh, also the part that always just annoys me. And like, I get that the game is 
is what it is. It's The Last of Us. It's the it's a difficult ask RPG. Uh, but <laughs> there's nothing that irritates me more when you watch her. I don't know she bow or stabbed that guy with the the rifle, and it's a it's not a bolt rifle. It's a clip fed rifle, and she pulls one bullet away from it. I'm like, there is no way this guy on patrol is walking around with one bullet. Yeah, there is no way he has at least four. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, but it's a video game. Yep, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm curious where they go with the story for June nineteenth. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, June nineteenth. Sneaking up on us. Happy birthday to me. Sneaking up on us. I get that. And SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Big week. <laughs> Big plans, I'll tell you that. Oh, the other thing on there, why that's on there, that you could probably notice. Oh, yeah, the uh, the file size is 78 gigs. Yeah, there was rumors going around that it was going to be over 100. Uh, that's kind of why I threw that on there. Uh, for, I mean, it makes, it makes sense with where people saw Red Dead and everything else trending. Yeah. For reference... The Last of Us was 48 gigs, I believe. That sounds about right. I mean, what was so, God of War? Probably around there. 60-something, maybe? 50 to 60, I think, yeah. Matt, at most. Yeah, usually they're the first-party games usually aren't the egregious ones. And, I mean, Red Dead specifically, and, well, Call of Duty is offensive as shit with its storage size. But Call of Duty might as well take over your entire PlayStation. Uh, but, like, Red Dead was started at 90 and then I think post updates, it's probably like 130 maybe now. Uh, but that has so much in it. Where like, yeah, Last of Us is a big game, good, great textures, but like big game is very uh interpretive. Yeah. It's a big game, but your entire map might be the size of Sandini. Yeah. It'll be interesting because that that is a pretty pretty sizable jump for a naughty dog game. And I'm curious, like it, it honestly could just be more textures and all that's stuff. what i'm thinking it's it's literally more detail yeah it could still be the same it's it's gonna be more detailed because they said they made areas bigger and stuff so you know they just went hey the area is bigger now detail and they doubled down on putting detail in those areas especially with like the high grass and you sneaking around in there and the water and all these other yeah, traverses. that's things. what i was gonna say the the first game was very urban so you're inside buildings moving yeah. around subway systems that type of thing and this one Seems to be more rural forests. Well, I think it's more... I think it's a combination of both. I think there are definitely those sections where it's more rural forest, uh, which alludes to like the having to ride around on a horse to get places and stuff. But there's definitely still those urban elements that mm-hmm. you see, especially when they go to the gameplay of the combat. You're yeah. still in a urban-esque, even though it's overrun with foliage environment. So For sure. Like a college campus almost, or like a medical campus where it's like, you have an atrium. With grass around it and stuff, but you also have all these buildings still surrounding you. Yeah. More Sony. Uh, Sony is officially confirming its next PlayStation 5 event will be held on Thursday, June 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, said Sony is promising, quote, a look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 5, end quote. It'll run for, quote, a bit more than an hour and feature a first look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. So. There's multiple things interesting in that statement, specifically the last part. Yes. After PlayStation launches this holiday. Mm-hmm. 
So holiday we interpret to be anywhere from October to December. Mm -hmm. My guess is still in October based on all the other things that said they were coming out on Xbox Series X and PS5 and Xbox One and PS4 in October. But specifically the after it launches. Mm -hmm. He did not say when. So he is not discussing specifically... He is he is avoiding the launch window argument, which is good. Yeah. It's very smart where he's like, when it launches, because we're going to call these launch titles, they'll show up in March. Because for some reason, we think a launch window does not include a one-month window that the console comes in. Yeah. So he says, after, which includes everything that launches with it and up to after. Yeah. And after is infinite. There was a rumor as well that's somewhat related to this, that any PlayStation 4 game that that releases after July this year has to be compatible with PlayStation 5 out of the box. Makes sense. Because they would they you would want that for them going mm-hmm. forward. But it's also funny when you say that, and then they are getting Last of Us and Tsushima, or Tsushima, whatever, out before that deadline. Yeah. Um, the and other- I assume... To make remat to make portable versions of them later. Yeah. Like, hey, we're halfway through the life cycle. Here's Last of Us 2 remastered type thing. Mm-hmm. Worked well for them in the past. <laughs> Weird. Weird, right? Um, it's like they've done it before. The bit over the hour part I'm really interested in. The over the hour part is definitely interesting because we talked about this in the car, but I, I want to rehash a lot of it. They could they could throw a stack of cards on the table yeah. just like there's four aces what are you gonna do because they can come out swinging hey, boom here's what it looks like you guys have no idea what it looks like we already know what the xbox looks like but here we'll we'll equal them on that playing field oh huh, what don't they have oh a price point boom there's your price point oh you also don't have a release date and there's that and they just boom 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 and they just punch all those home and then they go hey did you want to know what happened with Mac 3? And then everybody just goes completely wild. Dunky loses his mind. You see a house blow up somewhere. It's insane. Insanity when Mac 3 gets announced. Yep. And then we see... <laughs> Mac 3 actually gets announced next week. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. So presumably we'll see a ton of games. Uh, yeah, I would assume... Well, well, maybe 40 minutes of games, probably. You, I would... I hope. I, I would sure. I would hope that there's not more than 20 minutes you can tell me that we don't already know about the console. After you've already had the Cerny Tech briefing and everything else, only you should only be like... They do, should, at this point, you should be jerking off. Like that, that They do the need whole. to spend a little bit of time because the people are clearly like... The tech demo didn't... Or the tech, it's tech not, briefing didn't tell us enough specifics. Because it's not written for Jim and Jane, or John and Jane consumers. Yeah. It was written for techies. Yeah. So they need to take the 20 minutes, dumb it down, go, here's what you care about. We'll tell you that in the first 15 minutes. And the last five minutes are, this is what it looks like. Nice and pretty. By the way, this is how much it costs. And you can buy it on boom. And then they go, and when you buy that, here's what you can expect to play on it. Start the trailers and gameplay. Here we go. Let's cut over to our Sony Santa Monica devs or whoever wants to. Like, what are you working on, Corey Barlog? Let's start. And it just starts with some dev doing their, we wanted to make this, blah, 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 blah. Here's the game, whatever that is. Here's a gameplay vertical slice. What do you, is there anything? I have no idea. Okay. Horizon 2? 
I was going to say, is there anything that you think we'll see or anything you, or anything you want to see? I think we would see. Want to see? Hmm. I don't know. I see. I don't know. I, don't, I, I think to see is so. There's. I have no idea because I would have guessed Last of Us would have been pushed. Sashima yeah. would have been pushed. But now they're not. So it's like Horizon 2 is the next thing in my head where it's um, possible to see that. It's been enough yeah. years. Horizon 2, uh, Demon Souls Remastered. Um, yeah, but I'm not like. Yeah, I know. I. I'm going to throw my E3 one in there, which is Resistance. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what? Form, Brink, Brink remastered, 2. Remastered, remake. I'll throw, uh, I'll throw Brink 2 in there. You know? <laughs> Whatever. I love, your, I love your Resistance pull every time. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm going to get it one of these days. That's true. Technically, <laughs> eventually I'll get Splinter Cell. Yeah. Dude, the fact that you haven't got Splinter Cell yet, kind of fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Damn E3 <laughs> predictions. Uh, there's gonna be that one time that you don't say it. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, well, it hasn't happened ever, so screw it. No splinter cell. I'm not gonna say it. And then you know, here comes Eve Gimon, and He's like, we've been working on three splinter splinter cell games. <laughs> oh, who you like, Sam Fisher? And it's like, oh, son of a bitch. I should have had that. I should have known. Uh, That's my French, by the way. Don't ask. Uh, it's definitely. I mean, Horizon Two. Here's here's what I would hope to see. I can kind of go more there than what I think we might actually see because. There's a solid chance we might see Act Three. Like it's a joke, but it's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Or some type of. I mean, Killzone would be not going to happen because Resistance is going to happen. So it's well, uh, not the same studio, but yeah. Killzone's on to um, the other game. Blanking. Yeah, that one. That studio is is Horizon. not doing. Yeah, it's not doing Killzone anymore. Yeah, they're doing Horizon, which I already said. So. It's um, it a lot of the things we already like. We were joking. Death Stranding was never going to be out. Yeah, that was a PS Five. It's out. So it's yeah. a lot of things are kind of not. It's a, there's a cloud. There's basically a cloud. Yeah. There's it's, a couple things we know are a thing, but should shouldn't well, we, really be ready yet. I yeah, think. there's things we know are a thing that aren't ready yet, or shouldn't be anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't show us. But also, it's interesting when we discuss this to. I have a stroke. The 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 implication of we don't know because like we can we can predict. Oh, but the new FIFA will be on it. Like yes, obviously. There's a lot of third party. But we're not discussing third party ideas because mm-hmm. who gives a shit? That's not yeah. what that's not what PlayStation needs to show. I don't care if PlayStation touts out Destiny three, but they might. They might. That would be that would be a huge just punch after the whole Stadia thing with Destiny. If PlayStation walked out Destiny three. They might. I mean, there's a lot. And if Bungie was making a Destiny 3, I think that'd even be more weird. I don't know. There's so many. It's just so weird. Like, there's a lot of things that I think we could say we we might new, see, but like. New Gran Turismo. Yeah. Like, what if we. An what if actual new Gran Turismo. Like, what if they hit us with Gran Turismo, uh, Horizon 2, God of War 2, which Horizon 2, God of War 2, I think are too soon. They but, wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to be near each other. Yeah, they could. God of War would definitely be too soon. Horizon could be shown. Yeah, Horizon be, would be like a trailer. God of War would have to be like a teaser. Or something. God of War would have to be basically just like a, a title card. Yeah, where Corey comes on, discusses like his story idea of like 
hey, we know what happened. You, you know, you've played God of War. You saw what happened with Atreus and everything. So when we go to the next God of War and blah, 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 and then it finishes with God of War subtitle. Yeah, I'm and trying so, to think of... I feel like we're we're missing a big one, and I can't think of what it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What's... Sucker Punch is dropping Shishima. There might be something still out of out of Europe that we're not thinking of. Um, but it's... They might just double down on new things. I mean, a new a new true Gran Turismo would be cool because they haven't made one in years. They haven't. The weird thing is they're still dropping vehicles into sport because they're still making and they're still making a ton of money on it. Yeah, like sport still kills it. And the uh, yeah, I mean we've I've talked in circles at this point, but yeah, Horizon Two would be up there. God of War Two would yeah. definitely be a trailer. We'll find out next week, I guess. Um, they could they could drop the PT shit if this Silent Hill if this Silent Hill shit or whatever is real and they're like we put Kojima now that Kojima's done on Death Stranding we gave him this and everybody would just be like oh my god yeah and you'd have everybody fangirling for about a week writing about how Kojima should have a Silent Hill game and then once again they won't rail him in so everything will get super weird um so I mean there's there's stuff like that uh. I'm trying to think if there's is there any other, other old franchises because they did Spyro, they did Crash. Infamous. They could remaster all of Infamous. It definitely be it would be an interesting thing to do, but they could remaster it all. There was the Soul Reaver rumors, the Legacy of Kane rumors. Yeah, Legacy of Kane. The Infamous one is a little hard because of Shishima. Yeah, for so, sure. So unless they like gave it to a different person to to remaster mm-hmm. while they're working on that, but. Yeah, there's there's some interesting ideas. I'm I'm excited to see it. I am too. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, um, if you weren't working, I would say we should watch it, but we'll both be working, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, wait. It's four o'clock our time, right? Yeah. So it would be able to be rewatched like right after. Yeah, we could do that. If we so wanted to, I'm down. Anyway, that's that's all I got for news. That's all I got. Uh, next week you'll have your your deals for uh, games with gold, Prime, PlayStation Plus. Uh, if you don't want to wait to hear them from us, they're all available on Tuesday this week. Uh, but I'll run through them once they're officially out on on next Friday. But it's been seven days, Matt, since we've last congregated at the holy place of gamers. <laughs> uh, what have you been? What have you been up to? What have you been? I stroked out again. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing exciting. Same stuff. Um, I've been playing SnowRunner still. Not as much as I have previous weeks. A little bit less just because I've been really tired um, getting home and then, <clears throat> you know, drama. Not really drama, just like life. You know, life. Um, I've been continuing my trend of listening to documentaries. We've been playing SnowRunner though, and I really enjoy that. So I've been taking in a bunch of like Mayan documentaries, Roman documentaries. Uh, they listen to one on Alexandria, like all this other random stuff. You're ready to play Civ Six? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, little did you know about these units? Yeah, Wait, exactly. they're not in the game. Oh, uh, actually, it's funny because I watched the whole the whole documentary on Hannibal. 
and like his all his tactics on defeating Rome and stuff, and all of his units and stuff that he used <laughs> that were like different. Um, I we've been watching. I've been doing my anime routine, which is two animes now. Um, the second season of Kaigasama Love Is War, which is fucking hilarious. Um, and then this there's so there's a genre of anime that's based around video games. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the genre is called, but uh, this particular one is called um, like I put all my stats in defense because I didn't want to get hurt. Something along those lines. That's the title. Yeah. And um, anime titles, man. It's VR. It's like a VR thing. So, you know, they, they're in VR. Oh, they're in VR. Okay. Yeah. And that's also kind of funny, but it's a little tropey as well. A little cheesy. Um, Damn it. But it's it's neat. It's kind of like, you know, it's a, a nerd, gamer nerd thing. So, like, it's the whole eye concept of min-maxing and how you can, like, break break stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You could just so. be... If you did put all your points in defense, you could, in theory, become unkillable and... Yeah, which that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then the developers compensate and, like, it's just, like, this constant, like, back and forth thing. Yeah. The old... Uh, all right, cool. You've done that, so we'll ramp this up. And they're like, "All right, well, I'll find a different way to break it." Type thing. And yep. Uh, that's all I've been doing, really. Um, you know. Yeah. How about you? Been doing the huge Animal Crossing, MLB the Show, World of Warcraft, the Three Knights of the Apocalypse, and uh, <laughs> I finished the main story of Control. Interesting. What's this main story talk? Is there side quests? Is there DLC? Side quests. Side quests. A lot of side quests. I think. So I might, does the I whole might game? Have, I might have them all, but I'm not positive. I, does like, the whole game take place in one building? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it does. All right. It's in one building, but that building. Uh, ignores the physical yeah, outer so like limitations of itself. There could be different realms or something. Uh, kind of. It just it doesn't obey physicality in the way that we understand it. So, like, as big as your house is, now put Central Park in your house. Yeah, but your house doesn't change. It's the Doctor Who thing. Yeah, very. The TARDIS. Yeah, very, very similar to the TARDIS. What'd you call me? But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, much bigger. Yeah, okay. Than that. Uh, fast travel is recommended. <laughs> okay. There is a lot. Um, yeah, so the main story of that's done. I got baited at one point, and I was really annoyed. And I, it, as far as the ending of its of, of it, I I was, <laughs> I was playing with our the social media director listening to me. And she's like, did you just finish it? And I was like, I think so, but I'm really not happy if that's the ending. And of course, it was a bait and switch. Uh, and then I, I play more and do some more stuff, and then I get to go to the real ending. Uh, and even at the real ending, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm okay with that ending. Okay, but I wasn't like thrilled because I think I was still soured by the the initial the bait, bait. The, by the bait. Because I was like, oh, come on, that can't end. Oh, God. And then it comes back, and I was like, you really did that. Oh. Uh, go through this okay the ending oh, okay all right so uh game of the year contender do you think it deserved it? it it definitely deserved to be in the conversation okay 
Uh, I think it deserved to be in the conversation more than Outer Worlds. Interesting. Outer Worlds was good, but it very much had the problems we discussed when we discussed them of like, there's a lot of like, what what is going on? Who cares? Yeah. Like, it, it didn't know the story it was telling you. Mm-hmm. It, I think it either relied too much on you to tell your own story or whatever, where this very much tells you the story, but tells you a story that is convoluted in the sense of time and space and, and realms and other dimensions and stuff like that of are you here are you mm-hmm. you don't know you know it, it almost got to dr manhattan like weirdness type of thing mm-hmm. uh speaking of that no, <laughs> i'll get there in a second um yeah so I, I played and finished that i think that's really all i've played yeah I tried playing some other stuff, but it didn't. It just wouldn't run or wouldn't work, so that got thrown out. Uh, and then I watched The Man from Uncle, mm-hmm. per your recommendation. Finally sat down and watched it. It's all right, not bad. I like Henry Cavill in it, but we discussed those. Yeah, what I think are shortcomings of it earlier. Uh, but he shines in it. I think does a his role is fun. Yeah, of it's, just, it, uh, if you didn't like. If you're indifferent to Henry Cavill, I think it makes you like Henry Cavill. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. He does play a uh, charming, funny, but like serious type role. I don't I don't like know mm-hmm. how to describe that character kind of. Like an American Bond esque type. Yep. Uh so that was interesting. And then I watched Stuber. Mm. The uh, Kumal Najiani and Batista movie where yeah. Kumal is a uh, Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's all right. I I think it's better than I was expecting it to be. But I had a low bar. Batista's... Uh, is that what he goes for? Dave Batista? I think Dave Batista yeah. would be, yeah. He... I think he's actually a really good actor. I don't know I think if he, they... I think it depends on the role. Him in that, that Bond movie was not good. No. Because they relied on him to do a little bit too much in like the seriousness. Mm-hmm. Where if he had just been a true like thug, which I don't know if that's typecasting. It is. But if he had just been a a typical baddie and not had to be like this semi-formal like formal baddie at one point, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a little bit better. But like him in in this role of like doing a serious but also comedy type thing, and him in, as Drax is is great. Mm-hmm. He very much is a hundred percent that well executed. Well, seeing him in Drax and then the small little role he has, like it's literally a couple minutes in the new Blade Runner, the Blade Runner sequel, twenty forty nine. Yep, uh, it was. He's only in it for a couple minutes, but I really like enjoyed how he played that character yeah he was definitely good in this one too uh because for the majority of it he has to play like with impaired vision because he gets lasik okay so he's just like stumbling around and he's you know bull in a china shop type so he definitely plays it really well but when it gets to some of like because the movie's a, a comedy with even him playing the like badass serious undertone on it it's still hysterical the entire time for the most part because he's dealing with those limitations and 
things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still has like that dry, uh, almost Drax like you know. I wouldn't catch. I wouldn't. They wouldn't go over my head. I would catch it. Type of yeah. Type of lines and humor. Uh, but yeah, he definitely has been doing pretty good. Uh, and then I watched all of the Watchmen. I've heard good things about Watchmen. It was pretty good. I will say, I wish I was working. Well, I am working, but I wish I was at work for uh, one of my coworkers watched it. And he's like, yeah, you should really watch it. It's really good. I was like, all right, cool. So I watched it, but I don't, I don't, I get text him and stuff, but I don't have the like conversation. Context. Yeah. The conversation I want to have with him where I'm like, what the hell happened for the first five episodes? Mm-hmm. Cause I was unbelievably confused. And then it all starts to come together in the end. And I'm like, all right, cool. I yeah. understand everything now, but I didn't ever watch the movie from before, but you also don't need to. There's like just small references here and there, but nothing that actually like pulls from that. Uh, but there was a lot like for the first four, maybe five episodes where I was like, I don't, I, I, I'm keeping watching because I'm intrigued, but there are definitely things that don't add up. And then by the end, they wrap them all up and you're like, okay, I think I understand everything, but I still have questions where I'm like, I don't know if that should have been done that way or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm curious though. Because there's a lot of, I feel like you'd lose a lot of context if you're not familiar with the either the graphic novel or the movie. I, I'm not familiar with the graphic novel either. And I know like memes out of the movie, but not. Yeah, like I just uh, feel like there's a lot of context you'd lose. Like There's really not. There's, if you have a base understanding of the original movie mm-hmm. or like the, the original movie. I guess of who the characters are. Of just like who some of the characters are. Because there's only th- one, two, three. Four that are referenced ever. And one of them doesn't even technically exist in the universe. It's three of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even then you still don't deal with one of them until like episode seven. And the other ones you don't under, they never even explain like who they are or what they're doing until late. And then they wrap everything back up. Like they're doing, there's a lot of uh, timeline jumping Mm -hmm. to tell the story. Yeah. I have a rough idea of what the story is, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, if you have a way of, if you have HBO Max, go watch it, or HBO via whatever. Definitely worth a uh, a watch. I think it's nine episodes, hour, or some a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think the the final one might be like an hour and a half or something, but yeah, it's a good time, good watch. That's all I got though. Burn through more stuff next week because we just keep on sitting at home, chugging through this quarantine life. Some of us. <laughs> Some of us. Anyway, we'll see you guys in seven days. If you have questions and want anything answered, down in descriptions, wherever you are listening, there is a little link. You click fill out. We answer literally anything. What's your favorite Taco Bell menu item? Yeah, sure. We'll answer. Who cares? Do you have a favorite element on the periodic table? Yeah, sure. We'll answer that too. Just whatever you want to ask. Who cares? Random stuff. See you later. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.